you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right, now we made it live. Small. Yeah. It's always something, right? When we get ready to uh, to go yeah. live, there's some, something has to uh, something has to give us uh, issues. So, I've been looking forward to this. I'll introduce you a little bit, and then I'll let, I'll let you take over and introduce kind of what you do. And then I've got some good uh, questions for you because I think that uh, your success and what you can bring to the table is going to be great. I've got. A lot of females that talk to me, I said, I don't have a lot. Of, I haven't had a lot of females come on, on the show. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be fun to uh, talk to you and, and especially about some business stuff and your family and, and some of the uh, where you're at today and how you how you got your goals and all that kind of stuff. And see if we can't inspire some other people to do the same thing. So it's going to be awesome. All right. So people that don't know, I used to teach your children martial arts. That's how we got introduced to each yeah. other. Right. And uh, when uh, I think it was Max was well, he's a small. Well, he ain't too small anymore. I, I look at him in his little studly surfing outfit now. And, uh, you know, with his uh, wetsuit half down abs now driving yeah. around on a golf cart and stuff like that. So it's pretty fun yeah. to watch him as he's growing up. So so he Pugam, was three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was three when yeah. he was with me. Looks like mom's online. She's saying yeah. hi. Hi, mama. <laughs> so. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead, Poop. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself, your family, who you work for, and then we're going to just get started. I'm going to I'm going to hop right in on some questions for you. Is that good? Yeah, that's perfect. All right, so go right ahead. I'm cool. I am a realtor. I sell houses. You know what I say? I'm selling California one day at a time. Um, and my goal is just you know if somebody's goal and dream is to own a home, I would love to help them find it. And you know, whenever they sell a home and they want to buy another, their next dream home, uh, you know, I, I help them sell and buy too. So basically I have been doing this since 1989. Um, I partnered with my sister, I think in about 19, oh, like 97, 98. And since then, you know, we've just been, that's what we've been doing. That's our, that's my passion, you know, finding houses, looking at houses. I don't care if the deal is a hundred thousand or it's 2 million. You know, I treat the client the same. They're like our family. Um, And uh, I'm married to a contractor. His name is Mike. I have two kids, 11 and 16. I have my mom, my sister, who I'm really close to. My sister has two girls, so my mom has her two girls and two, her two boys for granted. <laughs> and, um, and that's about it. I mean, just, uh, you know, I'm here basically to help, serve, and inspire people. That's my goal in life at this point. That's so, this is, uh, this is good. So I've, so we've, I've always reached out to you when I have little questions, you always kind of pick up and help my folks out and stuff like that. And, and you have, so let's talk about, first of all, what that means to be um, one of the top 1% in the nation. Let's talk about what that title is um, for, for a realtor. For a realtor, I mean, basically, you're just taking real estate to another level. I think that on the average, um, National Association of Realtors says that, you know, most realtors on the average, because there's so many, sell probably about four houses a year you know, four deals a year. Um, 
Karen and I do anywhere from 30 to 50 a year. Okay. And the price points, the average price points, I think, um, you know, and you're taking this nationwide, um, probably around, you know, 500,000 a year. So the, the average realtor, basically, you know, you can't live on four deals a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to have t another job. I think that when you're the top 1% of realtors nationwide, that's your job. That's your passion. That's what you do all day, every day. Now, I'm not in an office working all day, but my head is always working on some deal or thinking about a deal. And, you know, I tell my clients, it's all right to call me or text me. If I'm awake and I can respond to your answer, I'll respond, you know? And the only reason I'm not responding is that, you know, one, I'm with my kids or my husband um, or, you know, with a, a very good friend that I haven't seen for a long time or I'm sleeping, basically. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like if you're in the top one, you know, 1.4 million of all realtors, I think you're always somehow thinking about real estate because it's your life. You know, it's it's somebody's big investment, biggest investment of their whole life. So if uh, if I'm helping you and there's an issue or a problem, like I'm thinking about it until it's solved. Yes. And that's so. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how you go about that. And uh, just so, so you have a couple of people that are saying here, it looks like sis is on the line. Oh yeah, of you course. know I should have just had Sis get online with us, but I didn't think <laughs> yeah. about that, so I apologize, Karen. And uh, so you have Marina saying hi. Oh, Marina, you, I love her. Oh, probably Yvonne, love Yvonne her. says hi, and you have my mom listening this morning. Hey, I and love so. her. <laughs> her a couple of times too. Yeah. Your mom. Yeah. Yes. So I want to. So what I what so what hits me then the reason I want to talk to you a little bit about um uh about Oh, did I lose you? There you go. Um, that I want to talk to you about it is to get to a 1%, right? Because you said a couple things there, right? So a realtor couldn't be, uh, couldn't live on four deals a, uh, a year. So they have to do that. So you, you've taken this to the next level where you've made a good living out of it. You've, uh, and if I know good real estate agents, you've probably invested in properties yourself along the way. Yeah. Uh, Correct and correct, yes, and help others that want to invest or however that looks. Yes, yeah. So we you had to do something different. You have to do something different. So first of all, it's a mindset. I think that's like anything else. So like in 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 my world, you know, the a martial arts school really doesn't last maybe for five years. If it goes past five years, the 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 instructor is doing something pretty well. And and in the same thing in this world. A lot of times that if they have a martial arts school, it's a it's a side hustle. It's not their full time gig. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, my wanting to get you on here is to to kind of inspire some other people how you go about being the top one percent. What is it that you do that goes above and beyond? And with, so between you and your sister, um, well, what made you partner with your sister? What made you guys decide to do that? What made what made you said you've been doing this since 80 in, in the 80s? What made you decide to partner with your sister first? Um, well, because my sister started as a receptionist in the office that I was working. I was working mm -hmm. at Pinnacle at that time. And, and then she became the assistant to um, one of the top agents at that time. His name was Bob Feeney. And, you know, after a while, I was like, well, why don't you just partner with me? Because, she, you know, everything about all the documentation and paperwork because she had been doing it for two or three years and um and so that's what she did so i then at that time i could focus more on meeting with the clients and you know having to do the back end paperwork cuz i was doing that all myself and have my sister do that and you know as time went by then she also connected with a lot of clients too you know the one thing about like when you're buying or selling a house apartment building anything business like your realtor becomes your best friend, like your therapist, everything. Like at that point, you're talking to your clients almost every day. So, you know, average escrow period is 30 to 45 days or a listing period, 30, 45 days. Like, you, you know, you talk to this person every day. And so, if there are some issues, sometimes you're talking to them three, four times a day, all day, all night. So, 
I mean, that's why I think that all our clients eventually become our really good friends because of that. It's just such, it could be such a high stress um, environment when you're buying or selling. And so whoever is your agent should be there to help guide you through because I do this every day, right? I, uh, there's the same problems that, that, you know, you already have solutions for and you already know, you know, how to navigate basically. And you're just helping guiding, you know, whether the person is a buyer or seller through. So I think that that's, that's the most important thing. Got it. So, so, so your, 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 your combination at first was one being able to be uh, out in the face of it. So, and then one in the back end, and then you've, you guys have merged now to where you're both uh, doing, doing your, your stuff together. And right. uh, how's it working? Well, I know you have a really close family, so I, yeah. you know, I've even been at your house on Thanksgiving um once you know what i mean i think i i came on thanksgiving one one year i I I showed up to your guys's house uh awesome i think mom invited me or something and then uh i i I showed up one time and i know how close your all your families are yeah and so you know is it uh how how is that (laughs) see mom says she does remember that see (laughs) mom's the one that invited me that's why (laughs) (laughs) When you're friends with the top of the food chain, you just kind of get to go wherever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. uh, so I want to ask. So, there's a couple things that uh, you know I I've watched. Oh, I know me. This is my personal experience with you, right? So, if if my folks or my son or or something was involved in something, I said you need to call and and uh, and ask her, and then you guys you know go from there on what she says, right. and then you then all of a sudden these things start coming in the mail. This is one of the coolest things that you and your sister do. So this is the back of the card, right? See this thing? I get these from you guys all the freaking time, right? Yeah. And they are, you. I, I don't know how you do it, but this particular one, we were in Georgia, right? So Kat and I were in Georgia. Oh, okay. And, so, and one of the students had handwritten a note to me uh, when I was there. And this... Uh, just thanking me for being, you, you know, a leader and instructor. And it talks about in here just how, you know, you're kind of scary, but you're really not. <laughs> and so I hear that so much. And, uh, and so that was super, I re- that was something that I had. And then that was me and Kat on this particular trip on this card. And you did this for me when I lost my nephew, we all, my mom got a card and so did we, and, and you had Cody on the, on the top. Tell me about how you guys, you know, and not, uh, you do it for me and I've not really even bought a house yet from you, but yet I still get this stuff from you guys. So, uh, how do you go about, uh, uh, how do you go about this part of it? How, how, how is this marketing come about and is this marketing or is this something that's just an automatic thing or how does this go about? I've wanted to ask this question for a long time. It's um, no, it's, it's not automatic. So either myself or my sister has to design the card, you know, so it takes probably like, you know, could take 10 minutes, could take five minutes, could take 15 minutes, just depending on the card. And um, I mean, so basically I just think that, life is about relationships, you know, whatever you do, whatever business you're doing. And um, if, if people like touch you in some way, you touch them back, whether or not they buy a house from me, I don't only, you know, I don't only send that to clients, I send that to other realtors too, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, we've had like a great transaction, you know, we're colleagues, we're friends. So um, I mean, I just have always believed in, you know, helping people one person at a time and, you know, whether they could buy a house from me or not buy a house from me, that doesn't really matter. In the end, somebody else is going to buy a house from me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, that's all about just helping and like celebrating other people's, um, accomplishments or, you know, sending them a note when they're going through something rough, basically. 
So, but the first thing is just that I know a lot of people aren't on Facebook, don't like Facebook. So I can't do that if I don't have a picture, you know, mm -hmm. I try to send it sometimes to people who aren't on Facebook, but it's just not as personable, which is fine. And for some clients, they don't put their stuff on Facebook, but I say, send me pictures. And then I send, I send them a nice card, you know, um, for that. So, yeah. So the, the one thing is that, yeah, you kind of have to put pictures on Facebook. Otherwise I can't really send anything meaningful or nice. And, you know, a lot of people do that. Look, my husband has no social media, nothing, no Facebook, no Instagram or anything. He like, he's, yeah, he's lucky. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, even exist. And like I said, there's a lot of people like that, but if you're on Facebook or Instagram and you post pictures and you know, you're celebrating something or, you know, something sad happens that, you know, you need some uplifting, and I see it, I'll send you a card, you know? So like those cards, sometimes I do it for two hours a day. Sometimes I do it for an hour a day. Sometimes I can't do it at all, basically. But, you know, my goal is to try to, you know, help inspire five people a day by sending a card. That's my goal. So That is, uh, yeah, see, that is, this is super powerful, just so you know. You know what I mean? Because first of all, I never throw them away. Um. You got to hit your computer there, honey. You went out. Um, your picture went out at least. Okay. There you are. Um, so, you know, these never go away. I noticed that you have on the back, you have you and your sister on the back. And, yeah. and even when, you know, now, now, now every, every once in a while, you know, they come in the mail and I really won't, you know, I have my nephews in a frame, believe it or not, the one oh, that you wow. sent me on my nephew. And I know that my mom has that at home too. And, I've talked about this in my own business meetings. I said, she is super personal about this. I said, I'm going to have her on my show and we are going to talk about how she goes about doing this. And then to find out that, uh, then to find out that you do them yourself, that you sit and actually do them. It is, uh, it's even more, uh, you know, it's more of a treasure than to know that that means you're kind of connecting and you're looking at, at people's, uh, uh, you know, lives and, and what it is and you're, and you're kind of interacting. Right. And I think that, you know, I get a lot out of this, just so you know, this, this is one thing that you do is right. something that I, you know, because of you, just so you know, I, I don't know if you know this here, but right. because of these cards, I went back in my school because I send out emails to everybody's birthday. When is their birthday? I send them an email, okay. but we went back to, they get a personal card from us on their birthdays every 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 yeah. birthday now from and the staff signs it and they'll have it in their mailbox because people just don't get stuff like mail like this any, anymore right, right? and uh this all happened because of you because of these cards because i was getting these cards nice. and uh i said you know there's something personal touch about this that she does i said this is one of the reasons that she is in that million dollar club of of real estate this is another one of those reasons that she can um, you know, connect with people because people are going to send them to her. Uh, even when, I don't know how many, how many, I, I can't even tell you how many people I send to you because of it. You know what I mean? And not to mention you were one of my students on top of it. You know, you, I, I taught your kids. And so, you know, this was something I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, and have you inspired anybody else to do the same thing? Do you got other people doing the same thing? Cause you oh. do it. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like I said, I do it because I love it. You know, I do love making those cars anyways. <laughs> like before it was Shutterfly, right? So now that company, so the company that sends out those cards, it is an amazing company. Um, it's led by this guy named Cody Bateman. And basically that's all he wants to do, basically inspire people. Okay. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, monthly fee and whether you send one card or a hundred cards it's one monthly fee it's just that the person who's sending the card just has to put the time in to personalize it you know you make the card yourself basically but um everything's included so you make the card on their website and they they stamp it uh, ship it everything it's, it's, you know, in that way, it's very easy. I don't have to put a stamp on. I don't have to put it in the envelope. Um, I don't have to print it. I just, so he, he, you have a monthly fee with him, uh, yeah. um, that 
So what's the name of his company? Because I got a lot of, I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs right. that look at this. It's called Send Out Cards. And what I can do is after this, I can send you the link and uh -huh. you know, see if anybody wants Yeah, that's, that's what I'll do. So you can send me that and then I will, I'll put it out there yes. when we do the audio. You know yeah. what I mean? So those that are watching audio, you know, I should address that because uh, right now we're live, but I, everything I do, I have an audio version of it. So I, I you know, I guess I should, those that can't see it, what this is that, uh, Pupe does is she, what, you know, what life goes on in Facebook and you always got these pictures. So for me personally, this one that I was showing right now is, uh, me and Kat at, um, in Georgia. And it was just one of these little, little things that we had, we had time and, and a little student uh, wrote me a nice note. And she turned this into a card and it's just got a, a great, nice memory. We had some really good, good uh, photo shots of us. And she sent that to me and I had a nephew that passed away named Cody Mooney. And I remember you sending this card to my family. So this is what we're talking about on the audio portion of what they do. And on the back is a picture of you and your sister. And, uh, you know, you got a great saying there. It says, you dream, we deliver. That's awesome. Who came up with that? You? Uh, well, both of us. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we worked at, at, at Remax and they had some version of, of that quote. So we just kept it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, now do you sit now? <laughs> oh, cause when we do drive around our town, when we drive our, around our town, well, all of a sudden we'll go somewhere and then we'll see, we'll pop up and that's it. And we'll see, uh, there's, yeah, Poovey and her sister, Karen is up on the billboard or I don't know if you're on the, on the bench, uh, uh, we saw that. Where did we see you uh, one time? We're driving in Northridge. I don't, this is a uh, shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, I, I wherever yeah. you were, but you're out there all the time, right? And I said, yeah. this girl, this this is why she sells millions of dollars of real estate. And you know, that's one of the reasons. You know, because I have a, a gamut of people that come on here, right? We got you know, we have martial arts, we got martial arts school yeah. owners, but um, you know, to to. Uh, be able to get some advice from somebody that uh, can sell the amount of property you do. And once again, it all boils down to this personable stuff. And, and it doesn't really matter what business you have, you plug in this, this, uh, you know, this, this way of connecting to people. Right. And I said, you know, the, you know, the other people that, there's a few people that do this kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, I remember getting toner, you remember Kenny, right? Kenny Broderick? Yeah. Okay, you remember Kenny, right? He would do send toner out, and then he'd send a bag of M&Ms with it. You know what I mean? That's what he did. Okay. If I go to First Form, which is Andy Frasilla's stuff, that's where I get kind of my supplements and stuff like Anything you order from them, you get a handwritten note from whoever packed it. Wow. Every nice. single person, right? And so this is just something that I see over and over and over again is this, this huge customer service. And I want to be honest, I think in, in a martial arts school, you should have that, um, uh, you know, you should have that customer service, but it's also this, this kind of a weird dynamic of, of teaching this, this martial arts. So, uh, and, and from our old school of, of doing what we do, and it's pretty hardcore. I mean, there's not, is this, you know, you know, suck it yeah. up buttercup type of attitude, right? Yes. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I have to say for, for your school, Matt's just had and Mitchell, they had such a good base, you know, starting mm -hmm. at your school. And, you know, also the Yakubians, too, you know, they have like such a great base, you know, starting at your school. It, it just teaches, you know, teamwork and being a leader. And yeah. And so, you know, my kids, Nicole kids, like they, they've had that, you know, because they went to your school, you know, and they had some kind of direction, you know, and base on, you know, where to go, what to do, you know, doing karate at that young age, basically. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that the, the, you guys, yeah, you guys were, yeah, you guys came in a, in quite a time. Kenny and I, you know, Kenny was there with me at that time. And I know the Yakubians, I know there's one son there was an active shooter of some sort that happened in his school. And he, and uh, one of the Cuban boys, you know, is the one that actively got people out of window or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to have him on and talk about what he did and how his martial arts training kind of kicked in as a young man, what that did for him. 
uh, for the Yakubians for sure. And uh, I mean, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Nicholas, who's 18 now, just bought his first house and he's doing his flip. He's 18. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> now, did you can you help with that across lines or what do you? I did. I, I just yeah. help direct them, you know, of course. So here's what it is. Everybody's just scared. You know, you're scared. You're scared you're going to lose money or, or what have you. But like I said, I do this every day. You do martial arts every day. So you're not scared of somebody kicking your butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I sell houses. I buy houses every day. So I'm not scared to buy a house. But if you don't do it every day, you're scared. This is like, you know, they, they bought a house for like um, less than 100000 in Ohio. And now it's up on the market for 180 you know? Mm. So, um, but of course, you know, if nobody's there pushing you or helping to guide you or saying, hey, it's going to be okay. I mean, the bottom line is just that that's fine. You're going to buy at a price point where you could sell it. You're not going to lose money. You know, yeah, I, I, it's money. Yeah, maybe it's a little money, but you got to take the risk to get the reward, you know, and people just have to um, overcome their fear. Of that a lot of people that you know come to me i don't i don't pressure or push people to buy or sell you know i let it happen because you know what when the student is ready the teacher will appear you know i'm there to try to help guide you but i'm not going to push you you know there's a lot of people that didn't buy when they should have bought but it's fine it just wasn't the right time for them you know, so everybody's always asking me, oh, you know, is this the right time to buy? Is this, you know what? The right time to buy is when you want to buy, you know, when you have, when you've overcome your fear and you buy something. It doesn't matter if the rates are 3%, 7%, 10%. My parents bought their first house and the rate was 14%, you know, mm. so it doesn't matter. You just have to pull the trigger and do it. Yeah. See, so yeah, yeah, this is great. This is great advice for everybody you're talking about. I think fear, fear stops people from doing anything in life. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, yeah. whether it's starting a, uh, you know, a program for health or martial arts or, or investing, I think investing, um, period. I, you know, I, I speak about this. I wouldn't mind getting your, your take on this. I, I talk mm -hmm. about this often, right? So if we want to get in, in, in shape, right. Or we want to change a diet, we hire a dietitian and we, and we want to get in shape, we hire a coach. Right. Mm -hmm. And if uh, we want our, our kids to be a better batter at little league, we hire the coach to mm -hmm. do some lessons on that. Right. Uh, or you're going to hire me to do something privately because you're going to get more out of it privately than you would sometimes in a class. So mm -hmm. we always, we always look to coaching. Why mm -hmm. do you feel that they lack that when it comes to financial responsibilities? There's nobody, nobody looks for coaching in, in that, even in our school system, right? Mm -hmm. Coaches are built for sports in the school system, but there's no financial coach. Right. There's no, uh, do you, do you feel that that, you know, do you feel that you become this coach when somebody is, uh, you know, they have this money or they have this, what they have and do they have to have money even to, to do it? You know, that's the next question. Right. Uh, I mean, it, yes, you do have to have some money, you know, to buy something. Um, I'm three and a half percent, you know, you could go FHA, you could start small. Um, you could buy an investment property you know i always like to try to buy the investment property near me where i could you know drive to it um but we've we've bought properties in vegas hawaii that you know have paid off you know we just we, we bought a property uh, 15 years ago in hawaii that we just sold um it and it was just because it was getting run down it's harder to take care of when it's far away so it is nicer to um, stay local, but I mean, you know, you could still get two, three hundred thousand dollar condos that you can rent out. Now, you're not going to probably make any profit at this time. It's not going to be a, a cash flow, you know, cash right. situation. Mm -hmm. But even if it evens out, the equity that you build over the time will make up for it. Right. So, um, yeah, you know why people? You have to. They have to um, start. Uh, teaching kids about finances in school 
and and that's and I think that that's the thing. That's where it starts, you know. Um, how to balance a checkbook or, you know, you have to make so much money in order to pay your rent. This, that's something that they have to teach when they're young. So you know? our young servicemen, mm-hmm. our young guys that go in the service and come out, mm-hmm. um, do they have a good potential of getting property through VA loans? Is that something that our, our military can go? And oh, do? yes. Yeah, 100%. With VA loans, it's 0% down. You know, in the last two years, the market has been a little bit crazy um, with all these cash offers and, you know, people having no contingencies, things like that. Um, but it's starting to level off now. And even in those times, there were there were deals, you know, you can find the deal. Listen, it's all in your, like you said, it's all in your mindset. You know, if you have it in your mind that you're going to do something, it's going mm-hmm. to happen, you know, somehow, some way, you know, there might be some trials and tribulations along the way. Um, but, but if you have your mindset on doing something, then you're going to do it. You know, Nick, you could be in 18 years old. He had his mindset since he was like 15. Yeah. I'm going to be like you, I'm going to buy property and sell. And he's, you know, he's, he did it when he was 18. I know that's awesome. I mean, it's it's crazy. Obviously, you know, his mother and father, you know, helped him along the way, but still, you know, yeah, it's really, really amazing. And it's his mindset, you know, like he believes that he can do it and he's doing it. Yeah, I think that and you can tell just by the by the our conversation that even your mindset how and uh how you work and, and how you think is uh is definitely um you know, for sure, uh, you know, a winner, you know, you have to have a winner's mindset, you know, fear, fear is going to hold you back in life. Like no other, I've never seen it. You know, I've seen it countless times that you don't do what you want to do in life because you fear, you fear the consequences of what's about to come instead of, uh, of, instead of risk of the reward that's about to, you know, about to happen. So that is for sure. That's for sure. Uh, uh, Great, great advice as far as that goes. Now, so the coaching part, you know, because I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if I've, I've spoke to you before, but you know, we have a piece of property in Georgia. We got a piece of property in Statesboro. When I tell you the price of this, you can't even buy cars for what we got this for. Uh, we there's a you know the by the university in what's called Statesboro. There's this a property that was for sale. It's a two bedroom and it's a one bath and it's right by the college. So mostly college students are the ones that rent it out anyway. And it was a forty two thousand dollar property. Wow, that we, that we bought that we bought right a while ago or yeah we've had it for a while. We've had it for a long time. Matter of fact, we paid it off last year. Awesome. And so <laughs> so you pay off the property and then it's it's it. I will tell you this even though we didn't get a lot of money for it, right. The write-off for the taxes of it mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Right? right. And, um, this is just something Kat and I did together. Right. And we, we, we've had it ever since we've never, you know, really put much money out. It's always paid for itself when it goes out there. And then we right. came up to where we're like, Hey man, look, and we're looking at numbers. We're paying 7% interest on this. PMI just kind of dropping off or whatever. And I said, what, why don't we, we have a little bit of money. Why don't we just pay it off and then see what happens? Well, you know, once that thing gets paid off and you have nothing but a hundred percent, you know, uh, $500, $600 a month for rent or whatever we have getting for it, mm-hmm. that really starts piling into your checking account when it goes the opposite way. And that's one thing that I have tried to tell um, even my own children. I said the reverse of compound interest and, what you can do with your own money when you're in a positive cash flow mm-hmm. you it is something that is phenomenal. I wish I did it and I wish I had the coach and I wish I had somebody needling me when I was a younger dude. I just didn't do it. I had the opportunity a couple of times and I, I mm-hmm. did just what you said. I feared out and um, cause I'm like, Oh man, how am I going to afford? But you know, I didn't do it with my business. Isn't that weird? Right. I just didn't do it with the business. I, I, for some reason I could take the jump when in martial arts and I, you know, the, it's going to be another thousand dollars a month. I took the jump and I said, I'm just going to make that thousand dollars. And then that's what I did. It was a mindset in my business. I had the mindset and the other stuff. I don't know. I guess the fear of losing your money is, is sure. something different. Right. So like, well, but, like in the, in your business, you know, your business. So you are confident. You yes. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, in real estate or investing, you're not, like for me, I'm not confident in 
Bitcoin or crypto or investments in that way. Okay. I'm confident in real estate. So um, I have a client that's really good in that. So I just gave him money and I just said, you do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's you got, you, if he's got the coach, that's what you do. Exactly. Um, I mean, he's like, he's the one that just does it. Like he just asked me, okay, is it okay for me? Yeah. yeah. If you think that it's going to go. So, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can lose this money. You know, you have to have that mindset too. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you're investing in something risky, so you might lose it. Okay. So if I think back, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But you know what? The things that I didn't do in my past, I regret more than what I did do. You gotcha. Know? Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's my mindset on that. Like I've tried to learn like about crypto and all that stuff and just, I, I can't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, well, so in that, I and about buying, like I said, when, you know, if you think that this is the right property for you, you just have to overcome the fear of, you know, making the offer. You know, I always tell people you can always make an offer and get out of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. and for the most part, like 99% of the time they close it after they make the offer, but you've got to get over that hump of, oh my God, I don't know if I can do it. You know, even though I buy real estate, you know, I get you know, we get scared sometimes too to buy something, but you got to do it. You know, we bought a beach house right before COVID hit in 2019. Um, and it was in Oxnard, California on, on the beach, but it was the highest that beach that it's been like since 2005 when the market crashed. And so when my husband and I were figuring out, Oh, do we buy it? Do we not? Do we buy it? Do we not? You know, this is like, this is a $2 million investment that could, you know, I don't know, go to 1.5 maybe possibly. Right. But we're like, okay, look, we'll take the chance. And um, amazingly enough, it doubled. Mm. It doubled in price. You know, obviously we did a lot of work to it. It was a fixer, but it doubled in price in three years. Yeah. No, so yeah, I, I remember when you guys got your beach house. Now, is that mm -hmm. something that you had a goal to have, or is that something that came along and you decided to do? Um, we've always had a goal to buy a beach house, but, um, but you know, if you look in Zuma or Malibu, they're like five, six, $10 million. And these aren't sometimes not even on the beach. You know, we wanted a house on the beach and, um, I had a really good client that wanted to buy a, a beach house in Oxnard. I've never been to Oxnard before, you know, like mm -hmm. never. Not even, I don't, I don't even think I've ever, my, my husband had been years ago when he was like 10 or 15. Anyways. So my client said, I want you to find me a beach house. And I was like, Oh no, let me refer you to somebody in Oxnard because I don't know Oxnard. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to find the house for me. He's like, I'm going to China for 30 days. Go learn Oxnard. And I was like, okay. You know, so my mom and I, we went one day, there was like open houses and they give you tacos and everything. And we went there and we we're like, oh my God, you can buy a house on the beach for like, you know, two, two and a half million dollars basically. And, um, so we went, we got the tacos from the open house, went to a vacant house, <laughs> sat there. And then I told my mom, I'm like, okay, uh, we're going to have a house on the beach. Like, you know, like, this is it. Like, we could do it. So by next year, we'll be sitting on our own, you know, um, patio looking looking at the ocean. And um, so that's what we did. That was in, uh, that was in 2000, like in September of 2018. So I found my client a house. I found, then I found in November. Um, and then I found, you know, then we found our house. And yeah, we closed that. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. It, I mean, but see, but that's the thing. Like, you never know. Like, if my client didn't say, hey, Pupe, go learn it, or go look at it, go research it and tell me where I should buy it, then I would never have done that. But it, Yeah, and see, that's just, see those stories right there of of uh, jump, jumping in on something that, you know, we're always only a connection or an event away of a major thing in your life. You know what I mean? I, yeah. That is definitely something that, uh, is true. And this is all these little things, uh, that you talk about in here is, is, well, this is probably one of the reasons that 
you have such a, a good good following and good backing of what you do is and and why you're in these top one percent of people that sell things and your people skills are impeccable and i have you know my one son has these same um uh people skills he's the top salesman at guitar center he's still in his last i think his last year of college now daniel my middle one Uh oh i lost her where'd she go let's see if she comes back here guys real sec when i see that you guys are there she is she's back there you go you're back you're back yes, your computer keeps popping you out um so the um you know i was talking about uh i just lost my whole train of thought wow. your son his guitar yeah oh, my son that's right uh my son has got the ability i've watched him he works at guitar center in uh in in camarillo right west lake area and uh i watched him you know, he's a, he's young, you know, he's 20, what is he? He's 23. Right. And he's getting ready for his last year in college. And I watched him. Uh, I kind of went to the store and I kind of, kind of watched him, you know what I mean? I was playing guitar a little bit and I was watching my son do this thing. And I watched him greet everybody that came in the door. This is something that his age bracket just don't do in mm -hmm. and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, he asked people's names. He, uh, you know, he encourages them. Hey, listen, you know, you know, if you, if, you might want to get a warranty on this. That way, if something happens, I watched him do upsell. I watched him ask, what are you looking for? I asked him get personally involved. Oh, I love doing that too. You know, have you played this on the guitar? And he has this instant connection and this is why he's the top salesman. And I told him he had asked me about real estate, right? Mm -hmm. I said, son, you have people skills. You can sell whatever you want in mm -hmm. life. I said, you have, uh, you have, you are skillful in talking to people. You're a young, good looking guy and you, you connect well with people, even though you're young. Mm -hmm. I said, I've watched you on the floor. I've watched what you do. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. That's why you, uh, can do what you do. And I think that your guys is watching listening to you today. Cause I told everybody before that, you know, I think that having strong women uh as mentors is is huge i i believe that in the martial arts school and i believe that out in the business world because to guide our young young girls and young women to uh, be the best that they can be is mm -hmm. something that uh a strong woman can do I, I was a single dad and you know my daughter she was raised by a single dad and 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 her brothers right so she's she is a strong cat for sure but uh, you know, she, you know, she could take care of her own on some things, but I know you need a, you need a female to overcome some of the stuff. I mean, even my daughter, right. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dad, so I already have a hard time when she's getting cat called and everything else. I just want to kill everybody in the room every time <laughs> it happens. Right. I'm just like, man, I was literally right. take these people out and, uh, but when you got to have to talk to another female that has these same issues and how you overcome and how you how you do this is uh, I think is super beneficial. Right. For mm -hmm. for females, I think, you know, Ashley Sage here. I don't know if you remember Ashley. She was a little girl oh, yeah. when you were here. She is by far our dynamo in the school. Now she her her skill level is by far as far as a female goes in the school. She is taking guys apart on the grappling mat now because she's taking that to a whole different level. Our BJJ program is huge and she's a big part of it, you know, and she'll smoke these guys and she's got a following now of these young women right. and you know how she is. She's lost her mom. So she's got this leadership of having to be almost a single mom herself with a, with a, with a child that's has disabilities, uh, you know, and so to watch it, I've always wanted to see, um, how you know and get advice from having a female do you feel that being in a female did was it did you have to overcome obstacles or you just you know you put your nose down and you just went to work um i mean i think obstacles so my obstacle was just that i started really young so mm. i looked like i was 13 when i started <laughs> you know and so i had to work a lot harder um, because people didn't know if I knew what I was doing 
you know. So, you know, the first the first few years of real estate, you know, it's it's challenging. Like you have to really like it. I mean, or actually you have to really love it. Otherwise, I mean, you you'll you won't continue, you know. And and the thing about it is that you kind of have to love anything that you do. You know, like when I go to restaurants, like I love like sitting with a waiter or waitress who like loves their job because you can tell they're like happy mm-hmm. to be there, you know? Yeah. So, and, and the thing is that like, that's, that's their calling at this point in their life, you know, not, you know, not everybody can be a realtor. Not everybody can own a martial arts school. You know, it's just like, what is your calling in life? You know, I've had like several people who are were successful in everything else go into real estate and not love it and and stop you know what i'm saying so the thing is that you can you have to love what you're doing and when you love what you're doing then the clients just come to you you know like you don't really have to work that hard you know to to get a client you love what you're doing uh, you take care of the people that, you know, your clients, basically you're serving your clients. You know, that's, I, I think that that's, that's why your school is so successful. You know, that's why people are successful. That's why restaurants are successful because those restaurant people love what they're doing. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to Mediterranean Bistro up there in Port Orange, um, but the owner, that guy, he loves what he <laughs> You know, and it shows. And when you go there, whether you know him or not, he's like welcomes you with open arms. Like I didn't know him. You know, he was just like, oh, yes, come sit. And and his the food's delicious, you know. So if you love what you do, I think that that's that's the thing that everybody has to kind of figure out, you know. Yeah, I think that. So did you. You said you started this young. What made you go on the what made you love it? Number one. What made you want to go this direction? Um, so for me, I just didn't, I had like a, a, a waitress job. I had like a telemarketing job and I just, I, I didn't like it. You know, I, I always wanted to be a, a lawyer when I was, you know, young, um, and so, I mean, this is, you know, negotiating is kind of like, you know, being a lawyer, you know, I, when I was 18, I looked at, okay, I knew when I was 18, like, you know, you have to work like in a commission basis because that's the way that you can make the most money, you know, right. mm-hmm. that, that, that was just always. So I was like, I could sell cars, I could sell insurance or I could sell real estate, you know? So when I started out, it was just like thinking, you know, in that box and, um, and so I chose real estate. You know, so did you have a mentor yourself when you did it? No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have a mentor. I just, uh, you know, when my, so when I was growing up, you know, my sister and I, we we weren't rich at all. We lived in a one one bedroom apartment, four of us, you know, in Hollywood. And my dad worked, my mom was a waitress. My dad drove an ice cream truck. Then he um sold sunglasses at swap meet at the saga swap meet for like i don't know 15 years i mean we would have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning help him go set him up set it up you know so i guess you know that's where my sister and i and i might have learned some of our sales skills Uh uh-huh yeah Um, and um they finally bought a house they bought a house he bought a house from his brother it was like the worst experience. The realtor, you know, was another Thai person too, because my dad didn't really speak a lot of English. Um, and and he just, I mean, he just screwed him. So at the end of the day, you know, they're buying like a $160,000 house and the realtor said, oh, you just need 10,000. So at the end of the day, you need 40,000 to close or you lose your 10,000, something like that. It was crazy. Like he did not help him or educate him all, along the way. Mm. And he was a realtor and a lender. So he got both sides. And I don't know, somehow, you know, my family was being screwed. <laughs> and um, and this is buying from his brother. So his brother's not in on it. It's just the realtor. So at that time, I was like, you know, one of the things, too, when I grew up, I was like, man, if I'm ever a realtor, like, I'm never going to do this, you know, to somebody who doesn't understand what's happening, basically. And so... Um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I guess like 
from a young age, I, I took from that experience and, you know, and I, I rolled with it, you know, and I would always tell my dad from once we bought the house, like, you should buy another house. You should buy another house. This is like in LA Hollywood, you know? And he's like, no, 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 no. houses aren't good investments. I'm like, dad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, do you, do you feel that you always had, uh, were you, have you always been competitive? Uh, and did you have to learn the passion yourself or, or were you just naturally competitive? Uh, cause obviously this is, has to be a competitive environment that you're in. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a very competitive environment because everybody know. I think everybody knows like probably like five realtors, you know, there are so many and there's so many of them that are great, you know? Um, so here's what I do. I do lose like listing sometimes I go in for an appointment and I, I don't, don't get it. And the thing is like, I just have to, before like 10, 15 years ago, I'd be so sad. Like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why, why, why don't they like leave me? You know, what did I do? But some, but I've just come to figure that, you know, you're meant to work with some people and you're not meant to work with other people. That's it. You know, and there's mm -hmm. a business to go around. I can't serve a thousand clients a, a year, you know, basically. Right. So, um, so yeah, so what I just like, what I do right now is I just manifest working with clients that love and trust me and know I'm going to take care of them. And, you know, those are just the, e the easiest, you know, the easiest and most fulfilling deals, basically. Just like if somebody trusts you, then they trust what you say. You know, I still give them choices. Oh, if we do this, we can do this way or, you know, do that way. But if they trust you then it's easy all around for them, for me, you know, for everybody, basically. So, so I, I remember for myself, so I'll ask you this question, like, mm -hmm. what was it like? You have to remember probably your first couple sales that you had, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. on, on what that felt like. Because I remember in my, in, in my situation, um, I was, you know, I was even doing, uh, you know, this is part, I'm, I'm writing a book this year, so it'll be out in January, but this is part of my thing. You know, I was, a pool man at the time that I opened up my school. So I was working early in the morning and then I would go and teach at night. That's what I did. And I remember the pool place, it switched um, how the ownership was. And so they had called me in and said that, you know, that the route that I had, I wouldn't be able to do anymore. So they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're rearranging things. So they were letting me go. And I remember I said, okay, I got two choices here. I either go find pools and do my own, or I just jump it and then just go into it. Just, you know, this is good. It's going to be sink or swim. And that's just what, and that's what I had to do. And, uh, but I do remember going for the first month going, is it funny? I still, I still have these visions now today, but I remember the first month and then I got through it six months into, I need to find a mentor cause I wasn't doing well. And, uh, like I thought I needed to have somebody teach me how to do the business of martial arts, not how to teach martial arts, how to do the business of it. And I found somebody, believe it or not, and he's still a mentor today. And so I was super jacked when I when I realized, OK, my first year is under the belt, you know, uh, and it just pushed me even further. So did that happen to you in the beginning where, OK, I sold my I sold my first. This is something I can do. This is something that I'm going to be able to to do and, and get after it. Or was it a struggle? Um, I mean, so, yeah, when I first started when in real estate, they do, they give you a mentor and it was a team. It was, um, a team, uh, not a husband and wife team, but it was a male and a female. They were, they were partners and they were good. You know, they were good mentors, you know, and basically, you know, all they said was that, you know, you have to have enough money to live for six months because it could take six months or a year before you, you know, you get your first deal. Mm -hmm. And it probably took about three months for me to get my first deal. I would sit um, open houses every weekend, you know, to pick up buyers. And um, so, yeah, so it was three months. So I had an open house and this elderly couple in a really like beat up car, they were cat people. They rescued cats. <laughs> I didn't. Anyways, um, they, they came in. And they didn't like the house. So they're like, but we want to buy a house. And, you know, can you show us other houses? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, whatever, whatever you need to see. 
anyways, these people had cash. And at that time, at that time, it was like a $400,000 sale, which was a lot at that time, I think, because you could get houses for like 200 at that time. Right. <laughs> it was like a 400 cash sale. And so then I went to show them like three houses. And then the woman started crying. She was like 65. And then she's like, yeah, this is the house. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's been on the market for like, I don't know, like three months. Like, how come you haven't seen it? And she's like, you know, we've been going to houses for three months and nobody wants to take us out. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And so, I mean, so that was my first deal. It was like crazy. And okay, so again, these people like are cat people. So afterwards, they had like 400 cats in the house. (laughs) But I mean, but the thing was that like based on how they looked, like nobody would agree to work with them, which is like, you know, you cannot judge a book by the cover, by, you know, by how they look, because it was crazy. I showed them three houses the next day. She started crying. We wrote the offer. They closed the deal like in 15 days or something. So I was like, oh, man, you know, I could. Yeah, I could do this. Like it was, it was a really good transaction. Like, what an awesome, see that, what an awesome story that that starts with, because most entrepreneurs, most people that I do business with, they, they, they have these awesome stories in the beginning about what they've done and what it looked like. And so, and then to take on somebody that, um, uh, you know, doesn't have the look that you think, and they're able to even to yeah. have cash and ready to go. Uh, and you just decided that I'm going to take them to where they have to go. It, right. You know, whether it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, so it does. And what, that's just an awesome story that you, that yeah. you have, as far as that goes, these are, see, these are some of the nuggets uh, where I think that why you are where you're at is just because, um, you, you went above and beyond, you know, you know, you don't judge books by their cover. Um, you know, having tenacity and, and, and fortitude to, to get through something, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, develop your skill along the way, uh, invest yourself into people's lives, you know, and then you keep reinvesting in their lives just by simply sending cards, which has uh, been awesome to, to receive. And then uh, did you ever think that real estate would be like almost an average house in California is 800 to a million dollars? Did you ever think that that was going to be in your lifetime that that's those numbers would exist no never otherwise i would have bought more house <laughs> <laughs> right but, right and so you yeah, i know you look back on that and go and um but the, yeah exactly but the thing is that even now i mean that's the thing with real estate it's that's all they can go they're not making any more land so I mean, you know, 20 years from now, like our kids might be saying, oh, my God, can you believe that that house is only a million dollars? Like <laughs> it's going to happen. It, it will. So yeah. that's why, like people, you you do have to take action and buy. Why are you paying your rent? Why is anybody paying rent? Nobody should pay rent. That is just like, here's my money. Give me my, you know. I know I look back on on how many people's houses I've paid off because I, you you know, uh, the truth be told, I've never owned my own home. I own my building here. I own the business. I own this building. Okay, so but (laughs) but I've never owned my own home. Now, how how terrible is that? Right. I've always kind of leased. I don't know why I had the opportunity, you know, before divorce, I really had an opportunity and I had it and I didn't pull the trigger on it. And uh, uh you know, and then the next house we were in, I really wanted to stay there, but I didn't have any coach. I didn't have a coach saying, Hey, you can make this happen. This is all you need to do. I didn't have anybody. Uh, and well, so be your coach uh, here. You yeah. Can- so I, you know, and right. The truth be told, I own property, mm-hmm. but I've never owned my own house. How shameful is that? Right. Well, and so, uh, it's nothing. It's, it wasn't your time. You know, maybe yeah, so, it's your time. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and then you then you start look. I'm like, look at it. Look how old I am for crying out loud. And what, I'm gonna start this now. You know what I mean? I I like buying investment stuff more than I like buying personal stuff. It's kind of weird. You know what I mean? It's just something that, uh, you know, my brother, as a matter of fact, is the one that owns the house that I could have had. I could have had that house for three hundred thousand dollars. It's a million dollar home now, right. and I didn't do it. I didn't pull the trigger on it. Right. And uh, and so it's uh, never too late. When, and so, and so, 
when you when that when that came about, I was like, oh man, look at look at. And so you know, but at least my brother got it. You know, he I I I made it happen so he could do it. So, uh, you know, he'll he gets the benefits of it. But yeah, this was good. This was exactly what I wanted to hear today. Um, uh, you know, I I do an audio uh portion of this also in the little bio that I have. You'll be on my website now for from now on, so they can. They can go to the website and they can catch the audio, but your bio will be there. And I want to make sure that you send me uh, exactly um, if, if you want. I'll put yes. all your contact info on there, too, so they okay. have it. Because when they okay. go look at the audio portion of it, it'll pop your name up. Same thing that you saw already. You'll have a little bio on my website, and then you mm -hmm. can share the audio portion of this, too. And, right. uh, you know, and before ending, because I know you got an appointment coming up before ending. Um, I want you to go ahead and end with some words that you uh, to uh, either a inspire or let people know that, you know, don't let your fear hold back on what you think. So I'm going to let you have the last words here. Oh man. What am I going to say? Um, I guess the, well, the main thing I, I want to say is just that basically like you, who, whoever's listening or whoever's out there, like you can help one person change their life, you know, and in turn, that person will help another person. So at the end of the day, if you have a mindset that, you know, first of all, you have to be happy. Okay. That's number one. Um, you know, everybody has problems. Everybody's human. You cannot wait to solve all of your problems to be happy. You have to be happy first, happy first with yourself. Um, and then you can help others. And, you know, the bottom line is that when you help others, you help yourself. It always comes back to you like a thousand, a million fold. So um, I think that that's the mindset of, you know, and fear, all that like comes into it. You know, if you're happy and you know that you're doing what you're doing to help others, like fear it shouldn't even be, a, a, you know, a, a part of you. And, you know, if you do feel fear, then just go back to the thought of, hey, you know, I'm changing people's lives like one person at a time. Yeah, yeah see, those are awesome, awesome, awesome words from uh, from me on that, Pupe, that you have uh, just this, this mindset. This is why I believe that you're super faithful. I, myself today, I was I was been looking forward to this conversation for a while because uh, you know, I wanted to let you know that because of these cards, it changed something in my school. You, mm -hmm. you sending me those cards is what made me start sending out birthday cards on, on, a. I said, you know, it's, it's, there's something personable about that, that is lost today. You know, people getting something in the mail that is, right. you know, uh, and every time I get one of these, uh, you know, I'm stoked because it's like, uh, look what she picked out on what happened. Right. Uh, you did one of my, my folks and I, or something, my dad's birthday, or I can't, I can't remember what it was, but I, we get them all the time, right? It's not just, we just get one or two, we get them all the time. Right. And so I think that, uh, you know, I, I learned something from, from your, um, trying to, I, I personally, I know that there's certain things that I lack in sometimes. And some, some of the things is, uh, you know, I got a lot on my mind. So when I come in, I'm not always like uh, shaking everybody's hands. I, I've known this about me for a long time, and I've tried to change that over the lines because sometimes, you know, uh, believe it or not, as much of an introvert as I am or I'm here, I can speak in front of a large groups of people. If I'm teaching class, I'm super animated and stuff like that. But if you put me in a situation where we're kind of sitting around with some, you know, in a group of people, I'm not the loud mouth. I'm the quiet one. I'm kind of an introvert. You know what I mean? I kind of right. observe a lot of stuff. I don't really, I'm not the life of the party by any means. And, uh, you know, I just kind of kick back. And so people take it as, uh, you know, he's a little bit on the gruff side or he's unapproachable. Right. right. And, uh, but you know, you don't have that cause you got this giant smile all the time on, on yourself. And, uh, uh, and it's, it's just been, uh, it's been good. It's been a good learning lessons from me because I've learned a lot from you. Just so you know, I know you may, I may not never tell you guys that, but um, I've watched from afar. I watch how people that from afar treat other people with 
for no reason at all. There's no reason. There's no reason you had to send me a card. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for it. You just did it. And, uh, and I just, I don't know. I just kind of, uh, remembered, uh, that, you know, and it, it made an impact on me. So I want to say thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm so, I mean, you don't know how much that means to me that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's Thank been good. So I, I enjoyed the hour. I, you know, mom, uh, mom's saying, uh, <laughs> man, she's been popping off comments all, all day today. She's just, she's <laughs> my mom. You know, that's mama. Yeah. yeah. People, I tell her all the time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I tell her about mom all the time. I said, every time, uh, uh, <laughs> look at, listen to my mom. Listen to my mom puts out. This Ooh. is my mom, Mark. <laughs> Put on that giant smile and take the step and buy a house. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah, only moms can do that. Moms you know what know. I mean? <laughs> yeah, only moms can uh, can get job because you you know I don't listen to everybody. Trust me on that. But we'll do another podcast when you close, yeah. Astro. All right, we'll do that and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. Sounds good. I'll I'll, I'll enjoy it. So, um, <laughs> look at I'm getting hammered now, man. <laughs> All right. Your sister's on me now. I should have never shown my weakness because now it's gotten pumped upon. Poopy will find but, it for you. Your mom's like, just do it, Mark. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And uh, so I'm just getting this is all women coming at me, too. Right. You don't notice that none of the guys would ever do that to me. Right. But the women are just like, bah! Yeah. right. So it's just been good. So I'd enjoy it, Poopy. I'll have this out on audio for you. I know you got an appointment coming up. Thank you for spending an hour with me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for everything you've done. And I'll send you too for the set up cards. It's a great. Yeah. Yeah. Send me that. That, That's something that, that I really, really like. And I'd like to, you could use it. You could absolutely. I could use it. It would be, I would enjoy doing that. Cause I, you know, that's why I do these videos for black belt testing. I'm the one that does all the editing and it's a labor of love for sure. But you know, every time I do it, I'm like, wow, I just, you know, it's, it's just another legacy thing, something that people will keep and remember us. So I appreciate it. And start with five a day, three a day, three a day, Mm -hmm. 30, you know, you touch 90 people a month. Yeah. 150 people a month, you know, that's so, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. You're so awesome, man. We I sure love you guys and your yeah. family, man. Now I do want to see the I do want to see the the house one day in Oxnard. Okay. Uh, every time I see you out there, I'm like, yeah. man, I should drive out there just to see that house. They're out there this weekend. Yeah, so sure. I'll make that happen. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.